pages thirty seven through fifty four of the recluse by william wordsworth this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by andrea fiori pages thirty seven through fifty four too distant are they for plain view but lo those little fountains sparkling in the sun betray their occupation rising up first one and then another silver spout as one or other takes the fit of glee fountains and spouts yet somewhat in the guise of plaything fireworks that on festal nights sparkle about the feet of wanton boys how vast the compass of this theatre yet nothing to be seen but lovely pomp and silent majesty the birch-tree woods are hung with thousand diamond drops of melted hoar frost every tiny knot in the bare twigs each little budding place caused with its several beads what myriads these upon one tree while all the distant grove that rises to the summit of the steep shows like a mountain built of silver light see yonder the same pageant and again behold the universal imagery inverted all its sun-bright features touched as with the varnish and the gloss of dreams dream like the blending also of the whole harmonious landscape all along the shore the boundary lost the line invisible that parts the image from reality and the clear hills as high as they ascend heavenward so deep piercing the lake below admonished of the days of love to come the raven croaks and fills the upper air with a strange sound of genial harmony and in and all about that playful band incapable although they may be of rest and in their fashion very rioters there is a stillness and they seem to make calm revelry in their calm abode them leaving to their joyous hours i pass pass with a thought the life of the whole year that is to come the throng of woodland flowers and lilies that will dance upon the waves say boldly then that solitude is not where these things are he truly is alone he of the multitude whose eyes are doomed to hold a vacant commerce day by day with objects wanting life repelling love he by the vast metropolis immured where pity shrinks from unremitting calls where numbers overwhelm humanity and neighborhood serves rather than to divide than to unite what sighs more deep than his whose nobler will hath long been sacrificed who must inhabit under a black sky a city where if indifference to disgust yield not scorn or sorrow living men are oft-times to their fellow-men no more than to the forest hermit are the leaves that hang aloft in the myriads nay far less for they protect his walk from sun and shower swell his devotion with their voice in storms and whisper while the stars twinkle among them his lullaby from crowded streets remote far from the living and dead wilderness of the thronged world society is here a true community a genuine frame of many into one incorporate that must be looked for here paternal sway one household under god for high and low one family and one mansion to themselves appropriate and divided from the world as if it were a cave a multitude human and brute possessors undisturbed of this recess 
their legislative hall, their temple, and their glorious dwelling place. Dismissing, therefore, all Arcadian dreams, all golden fancies of the golden age, the bright array of shadowy thoughts from times that were before all time, or are to be ere time expire, the pageantry that stirs or will be stirring when our eyes are fixed on lovely objects, and we wish to part with all remembrance of a jarring world. Take we at once this one sufficient hope, what need of more, that we shall neither droop nor pine for want of pleasure in the life scattered about us, nor through want of aught that keeps in health the insatiable mind, that we shall have for knowledge and for love abundance, and that feeling as we do how goodly, how exceedingly fair, how pure from all reproach is yon ethereal vault, and this deep veil, its earthly counterpart, by which and under which we are enclosed to breathe in peace. We shall moreover find, if sound, and what we ought to be ourselves, if rightly we observe and justly weigh, the inmates not unworthy of their home, the dwellers of their dwelling. And if this were otherwise, we have within ourselves enough to fill the present day with joy, and overspread the future years with hope, our beautiful and quiet home, enriched already with a stranger whom we love deeply, a stranger of our father's house, a never-resting pilgrim of the sea, who finds at last an hour to his content beneath our roof, and others whom we love will seek us also, sisters of our hearts, and one, like them, a brother of our hearts, philosopher and poet, in whose sight these mountains will rejoice with open joy. Such is our wealth, O veil of peace, we are and must be, with God's will, a happy band. Yet tis not to enjoy that we exist, for that end only, something must be done. I must not walk in unreproved delight these narrow bounds, and think of nothing more, no duty that looks further, and no care. Each being has his office, lowly some and common, yet all worthy if fulfilled with zeal, acknowledgment, that with the gift keeps pace a harvest answering to the seed. Of ill-advised ambition and of pride I would stand clear, but yet to me I feel an internal brightness is vouchsafed that must not die, that must not pass away. Why does this inward luster fondly seek and gladly blend with outward fellowship? Why do they shine around me whom I love? Why do they teach me whom I thus revere? Strange question, yet it answers not itself. That humble roof embowered among the trees, that calm fireside, it is not even in them, blessed as they are, to furnish a reply that satisfies and ends in perfect rest. Possessions have I that are solely mine, something within which yet is shared by none, not even the nearest to me and most dear, something which power and effort may impart. I would impart it, I would spread it wide, a mortal in the world which is to come. Forgave me if I add another claim, and would not wholly perish even in this. Lie down and be forgotten in the dust. I and the modest partners of my days making a silent company in death. Love, knowledge, all my manifold delights, 
all buried with me without monument or profit unto any but ourselves it must not be if i divinely taught be privileged to speak as i have felt of what in man is human or divine while yet an innocent little one with a heart that doubtless wanted not its tender moods i breathed for this i better recollect among wild appetites and blind desires motions of savage instinct my delight and exultation nothing at that time so welcome no temptation half so dear as that which urged me to my daring feet deep pools tall trees black chasms and dizzy crags and tottering towers i love to stand and read their looks forbidding read and disobey sometimes in act and evermore in thought with impulses that scarcely were by these surpassed in strength i heard of danger met or sought with courage enterprise forlorn by one sole keeper of his own intent or by a resolute few who for the sake of glory fronted multitudes in arms yea to this hour i cannot read a tale of two brave vessels matched in deadly fight and fighting to the death but i am pleased more than a wise man ought to be i wish fret burn and struggle and in soul am there but me hath nature tamed and bade to seek for other agitations or be calm hath dealt with me as with a turbulent stream some nursling of the mountains which he leads through quiet meadows after he has learnt his strength and had his triumph and his joy his desperate course of tumult and of glee that which in stealth by nature was performed hath reason sanctioned her deliberate voice hath said be mild and cleave to gentle things thy glory and thy happiness be there nor fear though thou confide in me a want of aspirations that have been of foes to wrestle with and victory to complete bounds to be leapt darkness to be explored all that inflame thy infant heart the love the longing the contempt the undaunted quest all shall survive though changed in their office all shall lived it is not in their power to die then farewell to the warrior's schemes farewell the forwardness of soul which looks that way upon a less incitement than the cause of liberty endangered and farewell that other hope long mine the hope to fill the heroic trumpet with the muse's breath yet in this peaceful vale we will not spend unheard of days though loving peaceful thought a voice shall speak and what will be the theme on man on nature and on human life musing in solitude i oft perceive fair trains of imagery before me rise accompanied by feelings of delight pure or with no unpleasing sadness mixed and i am conscious of affecting thoughts and dear remembrances whose presence soothes or elevates the mind intent to weigh the good and evil of our mortal state to these emotions whensoever they come whether from breath of outward circumstance or from soul and impulse to herself i would give utterance in numerous verse of truth of grandeur beauty love and hope and melancholy fear subdued by faith of blessed consolations in distress 
of mortal strength and intellectual power of joy and widest commonality spread of the individual mind that keeps her own inviolate retirement subject there to conscious only and the law supreme of that intelligence which governs all i sing fit audience let me find though few so prayed more gaining than he asked the bard in holiest mood urania i shall need thy guidance or a greater muse if such descend to earth or dwell in highest heaven for i must tread on shadowy ground must sink deep and aloft descending breathe in worlds to which the heaven of heavens is but a veil all strength all terror single or in bands that ever was put forth in personal form jehovah with his thunder and the choir of shouting angels and the imperial thrones i pass them unalarmed not chaos not the darkest pit of lowest erebus nor aught of blinder vacancy scooped out by help of dreams can breed such fear and awe as fall upon us often when we look into our minds into the mind of man my haunt and the main region of my song beauty a living presence of the earth surpassing the most fair ideal forms whose craft of delicate spirits hath composed from earth's materials waits upon my steps pitches her tents before me as i move an hourly neighbor paradise and groves elysian fortunate fields like those of old sought in the atlantic main why should they be a history only of departed things or a mere fiction of what never was for the discerning intellect of man when wedded to this goodly universe in love and holy passion shall find these a simple produce of the common day i long before the blissful hour arrives would chant in lonely peace the spousal verse of this great consummation and by words which speak of nothing more than what we are would i arouse the sensual from their sleep of death and win the vacant and the vain to noble raptures while my voice proclaims how exquisitely the individual mind and the progressive powers perhaps no less of the whole species to the external world is fitted and how exquisitely too theme this but little heard of among men the external world is fitted to the mind and the creation by no lower name can it be called which they with blended might accomplish this is our high argument such grateful haunts foregoing if i oft must turn elsewhere to travel near the tribes and fellowships of men and see ill sights of maddening passions mutually inflamed must hear humanity in fields and groves pipe solitary anguish or must hang brooding over the fierce confederate storm of sorrow barricaded evermore within the walls of cities may these sounds have their authentic comment that even these hearing i be not downcast or forlorn descend prophetic spirit that inspirest the human soul of universal earth dreaming on things to come and dost possess a metropolitan temple in the hearts of mighty poets upon me bestow a gift of genuine insight that my song with star-like virtue in its place may shine shedding benignant influence and secure itself from all malevolent effect of those mutations that extend their sway throughout the nether sphere and if with this i mix more lowly matter 
with the thing contemplated describe the mind in man contemplating and who and what he was the transitory being that beheld this vision when and where and how he lived be not this labor useless if such theme may sort with highest objects then dread power whose gracious favor is the primal source of all illumination may my life express the image of a better time more wise desires and simpler manners nurse my heart in genuine freedom all pure thoughts be with me so shall thy unfailing love guide and support and cheer me to the end end of pages 37 through 54 recording by andrea fiori www dot a n d r e a f i o r e dot name end of the recluse by william wordsworth <laughs>